Hey guys, hi, how you doing? It's your girl Abigail, just sliding in as I do sometimes. Um, all right, well I'll just get I'll just get to it. There's no softening this. Look, I'm sorry. I have to apologize. I have to really just lay it out there and fully apologize to you, my listeners, my audience, if it might be so bold, my family. Um, I really let you down. And I, I'm trying to learn and grow and, and heal from my mistakes so that we can all heal together. I just, I just came, I had to apologize for the profound wrong that I've committed. Um, and I'm sure you know, like, I'm sure you know, obviously, because you're listening to this, you know what I've, what I've done. Um, but that is, um. So this is episode 69, and I I dropped the ball, y'all. I dropped it so hard. Okay, so like I had plans. Listen, I did have plans. The intention wasn't to let you down. It's never to let you down. You should know that. I love you. But sometimes scheduling and life and incompetence happen, and you girl fails spectacularly and I had at least listen I had I had at least planned to bring it up in this episode I had play it was gonna be my gift to Becky I was gonna hand her this little gentle baby bird in the palms of my hands put him in the palm of her hands and it was gonna be episode 69 this gift for you Becky what's up um unfortunately I did fully fully ask forget fully completely did definitely 100 forget that um it was episode 69 when we actually recorded I'm gonna blame that on Becky's technical issues because I can and she's not here um but I've I forgot y'all I forgot I really hope you can forgive me um yeah so enjoy episode 69 bye Welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Becky Feldman. We're do- we're doing this. <laughs> Becky, how do you feel? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, I am feeling good. You guys, you, th- you should have seen the hijinks that, that we did. It was like, imagine like your parents trying to do FaceTime for the first time in their lives. Like, I think yeah. it was like that. <laughs> how do I log into the Skype, Nathaniel? Yeah, I was like literally talking to a shoe instead of talking <laughs> to my computer. Like that's how dumb I got. You had like you had your phone like held up to your chin and I was only seeing your forehead. Like that's Exactly. That's yeah. The level. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, I just, yeah. You're you're a you're a podcast person and that means you must be um <laughs> absolutely inept and uh capable of incredible buffoonery. It's um, true. Yeah, I'm surprised I can't I don't know how it works but I just hit a button and for some reason the podcast goes. But listen, if I didn't know you, you'd be like your interview over. You'd be like this woman has no idea what she's doing. I mean, Becky, to be fair, not to call out any of my esteemed and wonderful guests, I would never do that. But to be fair to you, yeah. okay, most of my guests have no idea how to work the computer. <laughs> so, 
Okay, that makes me feel better. The amount of hand-holding I have to go through. I have I actually didn't mm. send it to you, but I have a whole sheet of like, here's exactly what I'm going to do. Here's okay. exactly what you need to click. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't, if you have a microphone, don't have a carbonated beverage. Just trust me on that. Like, mm. like I have shoot. a whole, okay, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't even trip. Like you are, okay. you're, you're great. leagues ahead. Great, great, you great. knew how to, uh-huh. you know, mute yourself for, for one thing. So that was. I did have a carbonated yeah. drink. I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> no, you have whiskey. It's fine. Yeah, I have whiskey. It's totally fine. Um, so you have a podcast, um, as as everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you have two hands. Like yeah. everyone. You have one to two hands. Like you everyone. have probably a hand. You've had a hand in the past, probably. We have all had podcasts. Exactly. You exist on the planet Earth, you eat food and drink water. So yes, I am like everyone else. And what is what is the name of your podcast, Becky? I, I okay. just want everyone to hear this title. I just I, I oh, need okay. <clears throat> and this is the title of the podcast. I'm yes. serious now. I'm serious now. Um serious. it is called Too Stupid to Live, and it is a podcast where we review romance novels five dollars and under. Gabigail Abigail was a, I was gonna say Abigail was a guest and I saw my parents this weekend and my mom could not stop talking about how much she loves you. She <laughs> loves you. She was just like we like went on like like to a park and she's just like Ugh. like first I see her she's like Abigail was great and then like we were like talking she's like you know it, I want to be Abigail's friend. Like she's someone I want to be friends with. Like she, <gasps> she, you. Like now, my mom is in love with you. I. That is, you know. Here's the thing that's so reassuring to me because I mm-hmm. had a similar experience where my grandma listens to my podcast, and mm-hmm. um, I talked to her uh, after the our big like birthday month extra- extravaganza, and she mm-hmm. was like, "I just want you to know that one of the episodes was my favorite episode," and I was like, "Oh." my Twilight one, perhaps, that I put my heart and soul into. And she's mm-hmm. like, no. And I was like, okay, Al, but yeah, which one? And she was uh-huh. like, the mm-hmm. one with Christine, CMS Costa, who wrote Morning Glory Milking mm-hmm. Farm. And I was like, okay. And then I realized also, side note, I saw later that she posted this on her Facebook to all of her friends, by the way, this Aww. one with the audio clip. Yes. But I was like, okay, well, real quick, why did that? Can I just ask why that one? Why you chose? Why Nana oh. chose that one? And Nana goes, "Well, I really liked Christine. She was really, really nice. I liked her a lot. <laughs> but also, mostly because you didn't really swear in that one." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so Christine is oh, is my grandma's favorite guest. Even though I was like, the threshold here is so interesting, Nana. Yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah. I did say Minotaur Handjob Factory three times in a row in less than mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And um, apparently that's fine. But uh, yeah. a couple of well, Here's the thing. Grandma, I'm sorry. This is going to be your <laughs> least favorite episode. <laughs> I think probably her least favorite episode is going to be the bookseller episodes that we just released where I talked about mm-hmm. grapefruit blowjobs for a solid 20 minutes each. Oh, grapefruit. Okay. Can you tell me, just like, is a grapefruit blowjob 
that that not it's not like that's with a grapefruit on a dick and you're blowing it and doing it up yes you know yes okay got it because like you can because i know in girls trip i was like oh is it a joke with the banana but you really do a grapefruit. okay got it yeah well okay so it did originate from girls trip it originated from a video that was uploaded to youtube like 15 years ago by this Mm -hmm. woman who takes her job very seriously teaching good i use the word i said good but Let's put some quotation marks around good sex tips. And oh, that's yeah, great. She I've, she I've read books. <laughs> yeah, she she um grabs she has like a grape like a like a the grapefruit mm-hmm. is cut like a like a the the round sides are cut off so it's just a circle of grapefruit right yeah it's a thick some mm-hmm. circle of grapefruit with a hole okay. punched in the middle okay. and she just sticks a she does stick a shall we say phallus yes. through it and mm-hmm. goes to town on it but unfortunately becky you're a hollywood gal you're yeah. you're you're from the city of angels Lost. yeah and... i guess it's true i am a hollywood gal yeah <laughs> so glamorous you know what a love mic is right yeah i did hear of those like i you know like i do like i i, I drive to i drive down fountain avenue yeah. and i'm just like every day i pass the hollywood sign mm-hmm. when I'm you're like, when you're going down rodeo drive you exactly. know I'm, I'm right on rodeo it's crazy like oh no 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 locals don't pronounce it that way don't you know it's it's, it's definitely rodeo oh Oh, yeah, no, it's rodeo. Yeah, I've been living here for like 15 years and I still need to get it in my head. Yeah, I know. Rodeo. It's so hard being a transplant. Eh. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. But seriously, you can see the Hollywood sign. I'm just kidding. You can't. <laughs> no. Like, I was worried that my acting just now would be like, seriously, you can I, see the Hollywood yeah, sign. I mean, and you'd be it was like, very and I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very visceral, your performance. Um, Thank you. Thank but you. the blowjob, though, she's yeah. wearing a lav. Okay. And so the sounds. <laughs> are profane and remarkable yes. and yes yes uh, i think christine called it because i ended up basically i've contaminated i everyone i know with this my fruit depravities mm-hmm. and i'm gonna bring this up in a minute because i've got more fruit stuff i need to talk to you about because becky i feel like you're the only person who can appreciate the fruit stuff that's happened to me lately Absolutely. Um, but uh she called it um a shop vac in a confessional okay <laughs> And I said it was more of like if Darth Vader had got into anaphylactic shock, but like it's mm-hmm. it's all very yeah it's 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 visceral this this uh, yes this thing yeah yeah it is intense I wouldn't do that if I were you but I need I don't know what brought it up because I haven't thought about this video in ten years but right. like I I I had I had to ruin everybody's day with it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we talked about that for a long time. We were also mm-hmm. like, Kat and Allie, my, my bookselling friends, were mm-hmm. on the two episodes and they were pretty drunk for both of the episodes. Right. Um, and it was very late and we had all worked the whole day too. So it was like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we uh, we talked about blowjobs for a long time. Um, <clears throat> and those are probably not going to be my grandmother's favorites is all I'm saying. Or, yeah. hey, might be. I've said it before. I'll say it again. All grandmas are kinkier than you think they are. So. I agree. Yeah, the grandmas know no shit. Like they know shit. They've been having sex for like way longer than everyone else around them. 
Yeah. And I feel like just going back to like the romance novel stuff, I feel yeah. like everyone, like you think about like your grandparents and are like, oh, they, <laughs> I've never thought about this on my grandparents about this before. But... So you <laughs> claim. Yeah. Like, oh, they probably just had regular old missionary. They never heard of like BDSM or like being tied up. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that's true. And the then, 80s I'm were not, wild, man. The 80s were wild. I'm not thinking, listen, everyone, I'm not thinking about my grandparents having sex. I'm thinking about other people's grandparents. Well, who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Listen. I'm listen. getting, I get people on my podcast to incriminate them. Mm-hmm. And to, so I can get you canceled for thinking okay. about your grandparents ahead. handcuffing yeah. each other to a, I don't know, bounty okay, castle I'm, I'm, or something, get really weird with it. I apologize to the grandparent community. (laughs) I'm taking some time away to really reflect on Mm -hmm. uh, myself and uh, to Mm -hmm. heal and to allow my family to to really come to terms with the the things that I'm going to do. So much learning. I have so much learning to do, and I've I have so much learning to do. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, And tweet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going (laughs) to. I'm going to stop podcasting. Yeah. Podcast is over. Goodbye. So I'm learning about my grand, learning about grandparents. I, you know, that's what you come to Kingdom of Thirst for is to learn uncomfortable truths about the people around you. Most definitely, your grandparents, and probably everyone else too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So Becky, mm-hmm. I I was on your podcast recently, and we you talked were. about unwrapping his package, which was a yes. delight and a half for multitudinous reasons. Sure. Um. But I I. I've been thinking about the fact that we were recording this episode because we're doing this as a crossover, technically. We're, we're it we crossover mm-hmm. once, we're crossing back over. So I guess mm-hmm. it's an un it's an uncrossover. Um mm-hmm. it's, across under. Across across double d- it's, it's a double cross. It's a double cross. Yep, we're double crossing each other. I love <laughs> there it. We yeah, go. that's great. That's it. Yeah. We got there. Mm-hmm. We got there. It only took mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Um so I, I was thinking about like how uh what we we're gonna talk about for this episode and I the angle we're gonna come at our, our our premise here, Becky, is we're gonna talk about what it's like to be romance content creators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I I feel like everyone I talk to is either not at all associated with romance or mm-hmm. they are romance writers. But I don't actually often get to have people on the podcast who are themselves romance content creators, but not necessarily romance writers. Um, and it is mm-hmm. a different space. Um, You're 100% right. I love that because there is so much of us out there mm-hmm. and like... Uh, and, you know, like, everyone always says, like, oh, it's the Wild West, you know, like, everyone's creating content, but it's like, no, there is, like, there has been, there is, like, it's like, yeah, we, there is something to, like, be discussed about, like, what we do and how we do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I am freaking stoked, man. Stoked. I'm so glad you're feeling it. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, there was, it was an interesting thing, too, because I was, I was on Twitter today, as no one should be. and. It's tough out there, man. Um, but I, well, I was also in the middle of doing like frantic copy edits today. So I was like, I'm just going to go on Twitter for 10 minutes to calm down. Um, yeah. But I was on Twitter and I saw that um, one of the ladies from Faded Mates ta- was posting something about how um, there is a, uh, she like basically retweeted something that was like, I I just want to, I just want to start a, a podcast it's about trashing like the worst romance novels yeah yeah and it's Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a take that we've seen 
many, 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 sure. many times. Mm-hmm. And it just got me to thinking that, like, one thing that I always encounter whenever I say that I host a robot level podcast is, oh, immediately the response is, oh, so you make fun of them. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the bad ones. You're talking, you're, you make every episode is you making fun of them. You razz them. And I'm like, no, no, that's not. <laughs> no, actually, I very much like romance novels and I want to talk about them. And I'm, you should laugh at them. Yes. But like, that's not, that's not why we're here. It's really hard actually to build a sustainable, God, why is the only word that's coming to mind content farm <laughs> no but you're yes i love it Con- we get it like it's I a one it. woman content farm mm-hmm. of of good and positive content no it's like basically it is so hard to actually keep up the treadmill if you are like only producing negative content mm-hmm. um and i get obviously most of the people who are doing this thing they don't even they have no will to actually do any of these things. But it did get me thinking about the content creators that I know who are putting out broadly very positive content. Um, mm. and, and then I thought about you and I was like, okay, my girl Becky covers the weirdest corners <laughs> of romance. She uh-huh. chooses the wackest little nuggets, those, those delicious little nugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you still have a very broadly positive show, despite the fact that a lot of the books you were reading are objectively absolutely bug nuts sure sure so, mm-hmm. yeah that's what i want to talk about yeah so you know first off to like the tweet like i was like gonna respond i never respond mm-hmm. on whatever but like i was just like i bet you'll start that podcast and you'll start doing it and then you'll realize you freaking love romance uh-huh. novels you would like you're gonna be like i i promise because like this happens when like you have like when on podcasts when you have a new guest they think they're going to read the worst book and then they uh-huh. come in lives change and they love it and it's like you're you're gonna like start your first episode like completely not uh-huh. like, <laughs> what you said the podcast was yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> well i mean there's far 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 more to love about romance novels than there is to hate about it really like yeah. it's it's a really positive space even with all of its thorns so the yes. idea that you're gonna like continue to only pick up books that you hate first of all that'll kill you like exactly that'll yeah. kill you you can't mm-hmm. actually do that yeah that, uh, reading stuff that you don't you actually viscerally dislike for mm-hmm. more than what maybe a book or two is like no that's yeah. poison yeah, it's like you like you're gonna go to therapy and you're gonna be like, I'm angry all the time, and your therapist will be like, Why are you angry all the time? Because like I'm doing like are you doing things you love? And it's like, oh, I read this book and I read that book and I hated it. And then they're gonna be like, then stop reading those books. But yeah. you, but like, you know, I kind of like sometimes equivocate, whatever that word is, like my podcast to something like like how did this get made or the flop house or something like that yeah which yes the, the the thesis of those is like we make fun of bad movies but if you listen to those podcasts the hosts love those movies yeah. like they they are taking something critically critically panned and you know trying to find why like why how did this get made obviously but like you know what's good about it what was like you know like a strong point was a negative point what were what were the characters trying yeah. to do and like you know so that's kind of how it is like there it's not like trashing it but it's like the way people talk about sports sometimes like it's like you know you watch a people watch their football games or sports games or whatever yeah yeah sport ball yeah 
and sometimes you know what it's a shitty game like your player does something silly you know and mm -hmm. then you laugh about it it doesn't mean that like you hate football it's just like oh remember when that quarterback like did that play you know i have no yeah. idea like you know what i mean am i making yeah. sense right now okay, no totally cool. i mean i think that like there it is ridiculous to to be to take anything you love so seriously that you never laugh at it right yeah. laughing mm -hmm. at something does not mean that you don't love it um i laugh at myself all the time and i love me so like yeah. i get it <laughs> i get it i think i'm hilarious i'm the only one but i'm yes. hilarious i that mm -hmm. i understand although i did deliver an absolute banger of a joke earlier and i'm very I'm very proud of it. I'm uh, so proud of so you. So I had a terrible dinner, and I feel bad because my listeners have been getting on me about eating better dinners. Listen, y'all, I'm trying mm -hmm. to take care of myself. Don't even trip about it. But yeah. tonight, mm -hmm. I was treating myself because I finished my copy edit. So I made a uh, banana peanut butter chocolate shake, and <gasps> then I ate a cookie for dinner. <laughs> and oh, that's lovely. Exactly, right? Terrible for podcasting. My body feels disgusting currently. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was sitting there with a frequent podcast guest, V, and we were eating mm -hmm. our cookies. And mm -hmm. um, she has recently been converted to lactose-free milk because okay, of her broken sure. body. Yeah, um, sure, sure. And uh, she, was, she was drinking some, and she was like, yeah, I had some in Mexico. Because she just came back from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, and it was, it was better than the kind that I have here. But, you know, it's fine. I was like, hmm, it's because they use real cane sugar. Yeah. And I th I thought it was re a really funny joke. Mm -hmm. Get it? Cause of Coke? Cause of Mexican Coke? Exactly. Do you get it? Yes, I get it. <laughs> I thought it was good, Becky. It was good. It was good. It was cute. It was good. Please don't patronize me, Becky. I know. I'm sorry. But it was but it was cute. Like, here's the thing. You tell jokes in the cutest way. So it's like hard not to like you like it's like laughing, but you're also like your heart is being filled with warmth. And so like it's like it's so like, unfortunate. I know it's the it's the dimples. It's the dimples. I know. That do Stop it. being so engaging. My Stop little, being my cherubic little face. I it, really, honestly, yeah. if people haven't seen your face before, get on it because you are <laughs> please don't get on my face. Oh wait, shit! That came out wrong. Oh my god, your grandma is gonna hate me. <laughs> I mean, I meant, like, consensually. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> get on my face if I ask for it. If you ask for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like consensually, go on your website and look at your headshot. Yes, consensually. See, there you go. Please admire mm -hmm. my headshot. If my headshot is on the background on your phone right now, stop mm -hmm. listening to this podcast. Go to abigailkkelly.com, and mm -hmm. I need you to get my picture off my website. I look very sultry. You wouldn't even know that I took that picture, picture in my bathroom. Don't even trip on it. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. God, I'm so impressed with young people and the way they can capture themselves so beautifully well to be fair i did go to art school and spent a lot of money that's at art right school, so like, yeah yeah i've you been loving your drawings lately if people like i am just like oh whenever it's friday i get very excited i'm like yay oh thank you i appreciate that yeah oh, of I'm, course. I'm putting out a lot of putting out a lot of content lately i love um, it yeah wow so at least somebody does slaving in those content <laughs> mines bringing up my barrels of content or yeah content farm that's what we're yeah. doing that's well i think i feel like i'm getting my metaphors metaphors mixed up yeah. am i milking yeah. or am i hammering because those are two different sort of sexy metaphors and i feel like i need to yeah content farm yeah. implies content utter which is 
problematic. Maybe, yeah, maybe like you're just like milking, but using the same muscles as hammering. I mean, both his hands, right? Both his hands, both you need to like use, like I'm imagining both like if you're, you're, what's this one? Bicep, you're flexing, you're using your bicep, Yeah. you know, like you're I've, I've milked a cow or two in my time. Really? Yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never had the, had the honor. <laughs> privilege of touching touching a, a bovine teat no, um yeah never, never i lived on a i lived it. on a farm for a grip when i was a kid um mm. and uh so you know well, okay if we're talking cute stories one of my yes. favorite stories is how when i was really really little so i was three when i lived on the farm mm. and uh, my uncle gus because of course that was his name mm. um he's the one who owned the farm and he had like a like a work what is it like an all-terrain vehicle, like an ATV? Oh, yes, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it had like a big loading thing in the back, and that's what he would put the cow feed in every morning. And mm-hmm. when I would go with him, I had my little my little bucket of feed that I would put in my lap, and I would go and I'd sit in his lap, and then we would drive up to the the trough, mm-hmm. and he'd dump all the uh the feed in, and then he put me on top of the fence, and then I would dump my bucket in, and that would be oh. the cow feed. But what you had to do is you had to call the cows in. <laughs> So what we called the cows was I'd stand on my, he'd hold me up and I'd stand on top of the, the, the uh, fence and I'd go, come, Mooshies, come. Oh, that is the sweetest, purest thing. And now, now I make content about like milking minotaurs. It all comes around. So wait, question for you. Yeah. So you grew up on a farm. Do you find farm romances, like rancher romances? Like, do you like that? Or you're like, oh, that's too close to home. Well, honestly, like, so I didn't, I didn't live on a farm very long, but my, my grandpa, my grandpa is like hardcore Midwestern, like German immigrant, Mm -hmm. like raised farmer like Mm -hmm. lived in minnesota like did it did the farm life Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and uh let me tell you the things he tells me about farming and growing up on a farm and being a farmer y'all's it sucks fam like it sucks it sucks all the time it's really bad it's constant work um Mm -hmm. it's very cold and very stinky and hurts a lot and everyone is like you, you do fun shit sometimes, but mostly it sucks. Um, yeah. And uh, if you're working on like an actual like industrial farm, it sucks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for me personally, like reading a farmer romance or like a cowboy romance, that's just a farmer romance because that's usually what they are. Yeah. It's just like, okay, but like he's having, he's going to be having to get up every day for the rest of his life mm-hmm. at 4 a.m. And f- doing all the things in the morning and then coming in and needing a huge breakfast and then immediately needing to go out again. And then mm-hmm. God help you if, like, the weather is bad one year. Like, it's a very stressful life. And I'm just yeah. like, like, you'll never be able to take a vacation. Like, Mm-mm. Y- you would just be exhausted. Like, I imagine, like, because, like, I again, I've never been, worked on a farm, but it seems so exhausting. And it's like you're working all day and, you you know, I know these aren't like these aren't scenes featured in the actual romance novel because whatever. They're well, not, never mind. <laughs> but I'm just saying, wouldn't you be like exhausted all the time? Like, yeah. you have like the stamina to go all night and then get up at 4 a.m. and like do all that shit. Like, 
that's fantastical. <laughs> Not a whole lot of room for romance in that kind of life. Some you can have a very fulfilling right. life, and you can yeah, you can you can. Mm-hmm. There's you know great great loves, sure, great loves sure. on the farm. Yeah. Um, but mostly it kind of blows, and it's it's. We're not even going to get into Monsanto, okay, and how they're ruining farmers' lives, okay? But mm-hmm. I will say, I did read a pretty realistic farmer romance way back Ooh. when. I think it was like mm-hmm. episode 15 or something like that. It's called Accounting mm-hmm. for Love. Okay. Now, Becky, this is right up your alley. Now, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, you can probably, I think you can get it for like $3. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I th- what's your limit? Is it like two ninety nine? Five bucks and under. Okay, then there we go. You're fine. Yes. Um, so this one basically is about an accountant who's coming to this guy's farm Mm -hmm. that is about to be foreclosed upon and she is trying to save his farm she's from the the uh, bank. There we go. The mm-hmm. place, the place with the monies. Right. Um, and she's trying to help him save his farm because she's a do-gooder banker, yeah. and he mm-hmm. is terrible to her because he thinks she's trying to steal his farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they somehow fall in love. She is also, um, like twenty-three. <laughs> she was a fully registered nurse in her prior career, mm-hmm. and then became a fully registered tax banker person person. sure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i actually had a real accountant on the episode when i did it and he was he was horrified by yeah again she's like 23 so she Mm -hmm. yeah okay all right um and and the the crux of that ends up being that um the like big breakup is because she realizes that he has the money to save his farm he inherited the farm Mm -hmm. from his dad um but his dad passed away he's still kind of dealing with his grief um and Mm -hmm. he he she's like I, I just I just saw that you have this huge silo full of grain. You, if you sell that at market price, you'll make more than you need to save the farm. And he turns to her and is like, I knew you were evil. I knew you were a terrible person trying to steal my farm. You want me to sell that grain for market price? My daddy wanted to sell it for above market price. And if you try and convince me otherwise, you are evil. Go away, you wretched woman. Um, and... Um, so she does and and then don't worry he ends up selling it and proposing that's amazing like that's such a like i really do like that reversal there of like (laughs) he's like the greedy one of like (laughs) i need to honor my dad with this grain that is like selling for an unreasonable price like it is it's absolutely unfathomable and she's so confused she's like what are yeah, you, it's just some grain. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that one was why I bring it up. Besides the fact that it's just absolutely bonkers, is that mm-hmm. I when I was reading it, I had this really weird experience where I kept being taken out of it because some of the prose was weird. It was very technical farming heavy, and I was like, I am so interested in the fact that this is so nitty gritty on how farming actually works um and i was like wow this person knows a lot but i was also like there were some turns of phrase that i was like did a man's write this Mm. sometimes there wasn't but sometimes there was like at one point he actually calls her a bitch to her face whoa and i was like yeah i don't think i don't women don't typically (laughs) not a huge fan of that and putting it in books just yeah, in general that's a thing like that's so weird because i know like in sometimes in like british books like they call each other twats and that's like mm-hmm. really funny but like bitch there's so much connotation there I don't there's know. so much connotation with a man saying it in anger to a woman yeah i mean i i mean i guess i can understand like 
in context if it's like they're saying i don't know but i can understand the cut but if it is like you are being a bitch like that is like oh it's man a, oh it's just a little off-putting it's just something it is, that like yeah. i think doesn't sneak in very often when it's uh, a female identifying writer right yeah. like we're just mm-hmm. kind of a little bit the, the cultural nuance there is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, what is happening? This this book is really confusing. And I get to the end and I see that it was written by the writer's farmer husband who had never read a romance novel before in his life when he decided to write one. Wow. And then she went in and edited it. Okay. So like the parts that were like actually romantic, she kind of put in. And then the sure. parts that were all farming were what he put in. And I was like, this makes so much sense now. I that's amazing. I love that. Because like you know how like sometimes you have to like research all this stuff because you want to you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, oh, you get all like the, the researchy stuff done for you and you can just like focus on like what you love. But that's so that's that's very interesting as to like how a man views like the 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 breakup of like what that looks like, what mm-hmm. like you know, like heartbreak looks like and like what you know the dark night of the soul is for these two heroes, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, it was very interesting. I very oh, sure. much was like, yeah. oh, this, I don't know what this says, but it says something. I don't know. I think so. There is something interesting because you are like, if you've never written anything before and you're like writing drama, like I used to like read people's, you know, scripts and give feedback on maybe like yeah. first time writers. And mm-hmm. like, it, it would be like, you know, the dialogue, like it's it's hard to like write dialogue for the first time ever. And like, oh, yeah, getting that like you have and I actually I'm I have this problem and then I've, I've been writing but like um you know just like making like getting across what you want to get but also like making the dialogue sound real and but like forgetting mm-hmm. that ladder of dialogue sounding real you know yeah. and like but like yeah like I'm, I'm sure like the guy thinks that this woman is a bitch like we yeah. all have these moments of like you're being an asshole, you're being a bitch, but you would never say you're being a bitch, even if you're thinking it, you know? And it's, like, more interesting to see what they say without saying. Like, the subtext, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you have the subtext. You would never in a million years call someone a bitch, but, like, you know, seeing what he would say without it, you know, like, without those words. That's any, like freaking fascinates me i i love love, i love the psychology of it um i have been recently so becky i'm so glad i'm so glad we're talking about this becky Mm -hmm. because if we're talking about fruit related depravities in psychology i have some things i need to say to you i need to unload some things sure so um recently i've been trying to get over my knee-jerk reaction of hating mafia romance okay um so i've been trying to read more mafia romance just so i can do an episode on it, and then move on with my life. Mm-hmm. But I've encountered some things in that quest. Um, so I picked up a book the other night, Becky, and I didn't really, I didn't really read the description. <laughs> I just kind of clicked on it, and I was like, yeah, it's mafia rom- romance. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading it, and I was like, oh, dag. It's actually a shifter mafia romance. All right, oh, dag. I'll take that. Okay. That. Yeah. Great. Great. You know, you know how you go likes a little bit of spice in it. I love that. I love mafias taking advantage of the shifters out there to do their duties. I think great, great, smart move on you, mafia. This is like set in Vegas too. Mm-hmm. Like the wolves own a casino. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. My, th- oh, here's what happened. Have you, I don't know if you've listened to any back catalog episodes of the podcast. 
totally mm-hmm. chill if you haven't. But there's a thing that I call the spanking corner. Okay. Now, the spanking corner is um, basically, it, I'm certain you've encountered it, a book that revolves solely around a woman's need to be spanked, whether she likes it or not. Yeah. Um, and that is like literally the whole plot, no matter how fantastical it is, is built solely around a woman being spanked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read accidentally i've i've backed into the banking corner spanking corner several times uh-huh, in, uh-huh. In, at this point yeah mm-hmm. i think i'm reading a dragon romance whoop nope actually i'm reading a dragon romance that's mostly about spanking mm-hmm. and turning a woman into a dragon by sticking a tentacle up her butt anyway oh that's so, how they do it there okay yeah that's so interesting how women become dragons these days <laughs> yeah it's, you know, it's very modern yeah mm-hmm. um it's very feminist don't worry about it Great. um but Obviously, you can see where I'm going with this. This mm-hmm. book ends up being in the spanking corner. But at this point, I'm invested in the plot because the plot is very front loaded. Like this woman um, is a basically she her dad was trained. She's from Belarus. Her dad was a trained KGB agent who is now this like basically mafia man in mm-hmm. Belarus. Her younger sister is kidnapped and trafficked into Vegas. She gets herself trafficked as well so that she can find her it turns out she's also a super assassin essentially um and she's kick-ass as hell and she like kills all these mafia dudes in like a first chapter she just like shoots a room full of them after they refuse to answer her questions it's kind Mm -hmm. of pretty dope actually um but then they like meet her and this other guy he's like oh listen i'm part of the mafia as well i'm very powerful hello i'm a wool shifter you didn't know that about me but now you do What's up, mm-hmm. baby? Um, but I'm going to help you. And you're going to stay here. And you're going to let me fix this for you. And she's like, fuck you, I'm an assassin. And then he's like, that was disrespectful. Time for a spanking. Oh, my God. And so the whole she tries to kill him several times in this scene, essentially, in this one scene, because, like, he's not letting her go. And he's also going to do some, let's say, dubious consent shit to her right. sure sure, um, sure sure so uh <laughs> all of that is the set dressing here but at this point i'm involved enough in the plot that i'm like all right i'll mm-hmm. sit through this not my vibe but i'll sit through this mm-hmm. becky <laughs> becky i encountered a first becky okay i'm really excited to hear what's gonna happen so he has her tied to posts. Okay. He has flogged her. He mm-hmm. has uh, used a riding crop on her. Mm-hmm. He has um, done other such depraved things to her. Um, and she has reluctantly enjoyed all of it. Um, except that she, well, she doesn't. She doesn't at all. Don't worry about it. Straight women don't like that stuff. Um, right. Um, but uh, he then leaves her tied to the thing. And he walks into the kitchen and he comes back and he sits on the bed and he's got a bowl and a knife and a ginger root (laughs) and he proceeds to whittle her a butt plug out of ginger oh my god (laughs) And obviously uses it because you don't go through all the effort and then yeah, not no. use it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, And I don't know what to do with that, but I've had to tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, So 
that is my cross to bear now. My ginger butt plug to bear. Here's my idea, Becky. Okay. I think until I encounter something, I hesitate to even use the word kinkier. Just, just worse. I think just worse than that. Until I encounter mm-hmm. something that is so viscerally upsetting that it surpasses the ginger butt plug. I think I'm going to rate books kinkiness on a scale of like one to five ginger butt plugs. <laughs> Great. How many gingers yeah. is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so like that, see, like to me, there's like yeah. a such a crazy line there of like, <laughs> like I want. I think for me, like I want things up someone's butt that is healthy to go up someone's butt. Like you know what I mean? Like something with coconut oil, fine. Like something that has been done, you know. Like, yeah. but like ginger. Like, what if you have like a bad skin reaction to it? Like, here's the deal: they had just had sex in the butt uh-huh. without lube. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, well, that's first me, of like, all, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, absolutely don't do that. But also. The microabrasions, she has wounds. Yeah. And you're putting ginger on it? You're putting ginger up in there, up in that business. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not saying I expect all romance authors to, like, be aware of, like, sexual health. It's not your responsibility. But it's hard for my brain not to go there because we are trained not to stick shit up our butt. Yeah. Don't, don't put stuff up your butt. Or just the burny ones, maybe skip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I read something where, like, it, it was a woman and it was a um uh, a polyandry romance. Uh-huh. And um one of the guys was an artist and he fucks her with a paintbrush. Which, that... How? I, what? That's exactly... That was everyone's response when I said, when they were like, what did you re- just read recently? And I'm like, a book where someone fucks her with a paintbrush. Like, I didn't, it bothered me because I just thought about, like, being in, being, you remember, like, in elementary school and you had to, like, you would have art class and then, like, you would, yeah. you know, wash the paintbrushes when you were done, but there were still, like, spatters of, like, old paint. And I was just, like, he's putting, old, like, it's the old paint going up her vagina that I'm just, like, I can't be turned on by this, you know? Well, here's I'm, like, the thing. about that. And splinters. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm a trained artist. I took mm-hmm. oil painting classes. I've, I do love to oil paint in my spare time because mm-hmm. of who I am and how classy abroad I am. You're very but classy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal with that. I also, I also dated a painter. Uh huh. And, um, I, <laughs> No, nothing like that happened. Okay, good. But I know for a fact that those paintbrushes are covered in, no matter how clean you are, no matter whether you're using rubber gloves, which many painters do while they're painting because they're handling dangerous chemicals. Right. um, There is paint thinner all (gasps) over those brushes because those brushes need to be cleaned after every use. And a lot of times between like yeah whatever color paint you're using so mm. you're using even if you're using like a natural paint thinner so i use a natural paint thinner okay um that was basically um it, it smelled like oranges because it was basically a citrus based okay paint mm. thinner still mm. toxic as fuck but it's not as mm-hmm. bad um so it's like that is it's gonna be in there it's not just the paint, which is made up of dangerous chemicals to get the yeah. pigment pigments. It is also going to be covered in paint thinner that is either citrus or death. Yeah. So like exactly. And the thing is, 
he was just painting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's painting and he's like, hey, Oh, babe, then he smells. He smells. I'm going to tell you all, I know this also for a fact, can confirm snuggling up with a gentleman who has just been spending hours on, a, on an oil painting. They stink. Yeah. Yeah, and I get I get the sexiness of like oh having sex on a painting and getting paint all over you like that's a again different... that's so bad for you. <laughs> it is. It's like you like it's There's so many chemicals. It really is, and it's like here's the thing. Like I I know people are like into that. Like yeah. it's it, it like people are into putting anything up anything. Like this is a, it's just that yes that like, is true. I have I said think... this. If you can insert it, we're going to exactly yeah. It's yeah. Chekhov's Chekhov's dildo. Check off still though, if you will. But like <laughs> it's hard like when you're have like a huge amount of readers who are so overly analytical that yeah. like in in terms of like the pie graph of people who will appreciate it, like the triangle yeah. of people liking it is very small. I personally Oh my god. I, mean, I, I would have like it would have <laughs> filled me with such delight, honestly. That would have done it. That would have done it for me. I would have been like, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I just because like you're not reading fiction for it to be exactly like everyday life in the no. same way that when I'm reading a medieval romance, hey, I don't need to hear about how they have lice. I don't need to hear about yeah. um, where they go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear about, hey, I've talked about this before, but Becky, the pee moments in romance. Here's what I don't need is those. Mm-hmm. I don't need yes. pee moments. I don't need yeah. to. I don't need a break to pee. I don't need an embarrassing moment where they're going to piss their pants or something. Mm-hmm. I don't need mm-hmm. it. Here's what I would love. I would love to live so briefly in a world where bodily functions do not exist. And I yeah. can just be adrift in a urineless landscape. <laughs> it would be beautiful for me. Sure, uh, I get that. Totally. Yeah. In the same way, I'm chill with some things being improbable dildos. Um, ginger sure. is where I draw my line, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. I think. I, I, think I can so. see that. It's just, like, it, I just get nervous about, like, like I guess, because, like, I don't know, like, skin conditions. Like, ginger yes. is, like, a little, it's a spice. It's a spice. And it, if you get that in your pores, like, a sting. <laughs> exactly. It burns. And so it's, like, well, did he check? Like, does she have, like, does she have, what if she has eczema? Like, that's what I, like, what if she has eczema? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I know we didn't decide on a safe word because I don't actually care about your consent. Yeah. But, um, do you have an allergy to ginger? <laughs> Seriously, ask that. Like, yeah. I know it's not romantic. I know it's someone's version of, well, I don't care. Like, that's my, I don't want to hear about pee thing. I don't want to hear yeah. about your eczema or whatever. Yeah. But very specific but, critique. But it's like a risk. I, it's a risk you take when you read it. It's a risk you take, you take when you write it. Some people are going to be like, huh? And other people are going to be like, fine. And I still finished the book. I had a good yeah, time. Exactly. It was it was wacky as hell. Um, yeah. I didn't finish the second one because it was markedly less fun and more kind of upsetting. Um, right. mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely was like, it was just a really good, another, one day I want to write, I wish I had the like academic chops mm-hmm. to write a like paper on that specific subgenre. And particularly mm-hmm. in its cross-section with um, like this idea that straight women can't enjoy anal sex um, right. and that it has to be a punishment mm-hmm. um, because it is like the most humiliating thing. Like, like it's, it is a really, really interesting psychological thing happening there. Yeah. 
and it's like intersection with homophobia and like it's a lot of things happening there. Sure, sure, I do sure. not yeah. have the the skills to do that, but someone there's does. Lot, there's a lot of context that doesn't need to be there. I think. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, a lot of there's yeah. a lot of stuff. They can just stuff. you can't just have that stuff in there without all of the baggage. Yeah, they don't do that, but that's fine. Um, doesn't mean it's you know it's just not it's not my it's not my ginger butt plug that's for sure exactly yeah like i was thinking i was like talking about pegging and i and i was like looking up the term pegging and i was like oh like even that term is it can be offensive to people yeah you know where it's just like just call it anal sex you know what i mean yeah like, it's anal sex because like I, I think it was when um Who's that model, Cara Delivigidne? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the like second cousin to the to the royals or whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. And she at the Met Ball was wearing a shirt that said "Peg the Patriarchy." Yeah, and it's like, I get where you're coming from, but that's also like, you're using, you're using like homophobia, like. You know, I don't you're, know. I'm, you're do you know you're saying it escape, as, like, it's that just this wrong. act that is that is neither here nor there, that is neither mm-hmm. good nor bad, that simply yeah. is. It is a sexual act that on its own do. that people yeah. do and enjoy. Yeah. That should not have any societal context beyond yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You are using it in a way to humiliate something. And through using it to humiliate something, you mm-hmm. are then saying that that thing X is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, if, you just said the words that I meant, so thank you. Yes, yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> yes, yes. It's the same way that I struggle with a lot of um, romance novels that have, like, overweight characters who, mm. you know, people are like, oh, well, it's great representation and stuff. Well, I agree. We should absolutely have them in our in work. We, we should have everybody in, mm-hmm. in romance. The problem for me comes when they make the character all about how bad they feel about their bodies and call that representation. And it's like, actually, you've done the opposite. You've made things worse. Mm -hmm. Um, You've perpetuated the opposite of what you are claiming by being like, oh, this person only feels good about their body once they have someone hot dicking them down. Um, And being like, oh, you're actually so beautiful. Oh, then, okay, great. Now I can feel good about my body. Like. It's like, it's like, okay, all these books live in a world where there's this precedent of if you are curvy, if you are overweight, that you like, obviously, you should have terrible self esteem. Yes, you know, like, I I read this one book and and the female protagonist couldn't um, have kids, she was unable to reproduce and like, the whole time she was just like, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. And this isn't to say that like someone who is going through that doesn't feel broken. But it was just, it didn't feel like it didn't feel right because it just kind of meant like it was just kind of this broad statement of like oh well if you're barren that you must feel so broken and it's like yeah well, no like that's not that's not the i know people feel you can, that way but you can it, want to have children and be sad that you you know and struggle with this thing without perpetuating the thing like the yeah like you're a broken woman and it's yeah. like the same thing like people of all shapes and sizes have ter- have terrible self-esteem sometimes but that yeah. like does that isn't like the default character of someone who is curvy of someone who is well you know, not I don't, I don't know I personally I I don't have any actual personality beyond my insecurities <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. but that's just being yeah. a woman fam mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently all we are is just a, 
all we do again and again is say, what's wrong with me every five minutes? <laughs> Just sitting here quietly waiting for someone hot to come along and tell me that actually there isn't anything wrong with me. And then I can feel good about myself. Exactly. Yeah. I love the books where, like, where a woman feels good about herself. Like I read, oh, I, I never remember the titles, but there was one where it was like a curvy heroine and she felt so good about herself. And she like had this, you know, really like, uh, like lucrative company where she was designing lingerie for plus size women. And she was just feeling good about herself. She's was a novella on vacation, falls in love with a wolf. And like, it was, <laughs> you know, just casual things. Just, just casual, casual things. It, honestly, it was just like, it was such a delight and joy to read because it was like, yeah. here, like, here's finally like a woman who happens to be curvy, who happens to be overweight or fat or whatever, you know, the, term that i hope i'm using correctly like but it didn't it didn't fucking matter it was about the love it was about the adventure you know yeah and like it's so refreshing to read it's it's really really nice when a female character's entire personality isn't based on what they hate about themselves yes um, yeah yeah i don't know generally speaking most of the women in my life you know, they may have a couple of things they would change, but they mm-hmm. typically don't spend every waking moment of their lives loathing their very existence. Yeah. Um, and, like, this kind of goes, like, th- I mean, this, this goes into, like, other books and TV shows and movies where, like, I feel like the female character, every, it's just getting to the point where it's, like, it feels like every female character, their drive is they have to be perfect somehow. Like yeah. they, they're, they're like their one role is being the responsible one. And so mm-hmm. they have to be perfect. Whereas like, I don't know. And so like, it's, yeah. So when it like, you know, trans, when it comes into like something that like we love, that's, that's in a romance novel that we read for escapism or for whatever. And it's like, oh, there's so much more you can do with her. Yeah. Like you can make her a shithead. Like, like, yeah. Can, like I definitely wouldn't mind like, reading about someone who like doesn't donate to charities or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or just like, you know, just like doesn't recycle all the time. Like that kind like that. And I know like some people would be like, that's terrible, but I would love that of just like very like- I love an unlikable heroine. I love exactly. an unlikable heroine. Yeah. And I love to see them like, I think it is the mark of great writing skill when you can mm-hmm. make me care about a shithead. Um, yes. You know, like, I feel like we give, like, the male protagonists, like, so much grace in that. Like, oh, yes, we he's, you know, he's a terrible human being, mm-hmm. but don't worry, we'll we'll love him by the end. Yeah. But, like, if a woman starts out a little prickly, we're like, mm, I don't know, she seems like a little bit of a bitch. Maybe I don't like this book anymore. Exactly, yeah. It's like, like, going back to, like, mafia romance, which I haven't read a lot of, but it's like, you know, you have the male who's like, he's killed so many people, but he's, like, still so hot. And she, you know, is just like oh my god, like, she one time was rude to a barista, and, like, yeah. fuck her, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like, the different standards. <laughs> I, I, the, for, for real, though, like, I read a mafia romance the other day <laughs> that involved, um, one of the first things the main character doing for mm-hmm. the female character was stabbing a man in the dick and then cutting off his hand. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like, not that's- cutting his dick off, stabbing him in the dick. <laughs> how like here's like see okay, he dies like, from the dick wound in case you're wondering not the hand being cut off how did he get a guy in the position because like i'm just thinking about like okay you need that his dick out you need like something clamped down so he doesn't move and then you need to you know stab him with someone yeah. i'm really fascinated by the science he, he knows his dick he's, it's very good he's very skilled at what okay. he does i mean i'm impressed like that's like 
you know, epitome of uh, taking down the man. Yeah. Hey, is is that feminism? I think so. Yeah. I think it might be feminism. Mm -hmm. Hey, Becky. um, So what are your, like, I want to hear... Uh, at the at the near the the end of this episode, which is to mm-hmm. say, we got a little bit of time left, so I want to I want to make sure that I, I okay, yeah. I I have questions for you. Okay, I want to hear two things. Your um <laughs> the strangest book you you read for your podcast that you disliked, you ended mm-hmm. up not liking, and then the strangest book you read in your podcast that you ended up absolutely loving. Okay, so. Here's the thing, and and I, this kind of goes full circle, is I do like every book that I read. Um, <laughs> there have been exceptions. And uh, one being um, a pioneer romance that I read with my very good friend who also didn't like it. And But we ended but the episode I ended up being, I, I enjoyed doing the episode. Yeah. There was just something about it that, like... It, maybe we were reading it at a time where here's a book that's like celebrating the American spirit. And this is at a time where there's all these like protests, you know, for George Floyd and like, well, what's, what is the American experience? Like, what are you getting at here? And so when you have something that's like about pioneering, that's about like colonization and like, you know, Mm -hmm. taking the lands of indigenous people and like making a romance out of it, it just didn't sit right with me. And, and like, I, you know, I, I get why, you know, people kind of, like, romanticize that time, but, like, just the time, like, reading it now, what felt wrong, like, or just, like, I didn't like the story, like, I couldn't get into it because of, yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a book that I ended up really liking, I mean, who boy, this is, this I mean, if you don't crazy. say Unwrapping His Package, I'm gonna be deeply Oh, offended. it's Unwrapping His Package, I loved Unwrapping His Package, it was so good. <laughs> There was a book I read called What the Parrot Saw, which, like, I was like, it's a pirate romance, and I wasn't, I was like, oh, I hope this is, I don't know why I underestimated it, you know, because maybe, you know why, because the title was What the Parrot Saw. The title itself wasn't just, it wasn't, like, sailing with him, or, like, sailing for love, or, like, it was such an unusual, it's such an unusual title for romance novel, right? So I was like, is this going to be good? But it was amazing. It was amazing, you know. And like, I mean, so, honestly, yeah. I'm I'm on the opposite end here, Becky. If I saw something that said what the parrot saw, my first instinct would be like, oh god, that parrot has seen some nasty, nasty. And guess what? The parrot does see some crazy nasty shit, and is like yeah. cool with it. <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel about as long as well. I guess. Hey, you know what? I guess a parrot can consent, can it? He can just yeah. be like, yes, Polly. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I've also read some erotica that is triggering. Like, and not yeah. for the um, podcast necessarily, but for, like, you know, just something that's, like, someone's like, can you read this? And and yeah. then you're leaving kind of, like... Feeling a little ill. Feeling a little ill. And it's, like, I yeah. get that people are into this. Like, I 100% get. And, you know, and, and I think there was one where it's, like, it's a hardcore BDSM, like master slave fantasy that goes mm-hmm. to the nth degree you know like it mm-hmm. the, it is out there and it's like it, you need three pages of a trigger warning here of just like the history of, of like yeah. you know why this is a kink what it means like how it's safe how you know healthy people have this type of kink so just like i even, i think that book needed that mm-hmm. um and um there was one thing where you know he takes someone takes someone into a room to, that she's been kidnapped into and um 
fucks her in the ass where there's parrots everywhere and like they're talking dirty to her of like you little fucking slut like i mean like that kind of shit and again like not it's not everyone's cup of tea i completely respect whose cup of tea it is for but like it's like you like you you little fucking slut and then you have the parrot being like you little fucking slut like and they just like (laughs) (laughs) that's my god that is the stuff of of nightmares it really is yeah because i'm just like reading it not having not had this trigger warning by the way so i'm just like yeah i mean i don't know trigger for parrots now for me it is yes yeah god god i'm never gonna be able to pass the parrot store by my work ever again i'm so sorry i I, and i'm thinking like oh is that a thing like is i don't know like is there some sort of fetish out there where or like some sort of yeah no fetish where it's like yeah (laughs) there's like featheries out there or where it's just like sorry beakies beakies we got beakies where it's like you have sex like in front of a parrot or like a parrot is present when you have sex like that's out there you know, I Becky. Mean, I, can, I can tell you it is out there. I've read it, but like, is, it like, <laughs> is, it, is there a community? Is there a community of? I mean, there's gotta be. There's yeah. there's some dirty birds out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely gotta be at least a three on the ginger scale. <laughs> that's a three, like ginger scale. Because, like, I feel like some people are like, eh, it's just ginger. Who cares? And I'm just like, oh, it's ginger. <laughs> and then there's some, but then that person could be like, it's ginger. Who cares? And then they're like, oh, parrots. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, <laughs> we're all so different. <laughs> well, there's, for me personally, I'm over here like, the food waste. I can't use that in my curry now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only food preparation that happens in that whole book, by the way. Just so you know. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm well. glad they had it in hand. They didn't use it. Well, they didn't have it in hand, huh? They had it in butt. In butt. So. That's true. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. I can't. I like, I went to work and I was like, I need to tell everyone. Because <laughs> I, I generally, I read so much, Becky. You know this. You yes. read probably mm-hmm. the same amount that I do, which is mm-hmm. like hundreds of books a year. Yeah. It takes a lot at this point to shock me. And I like, I had to put my phone down. I was like, mm-hmm. I wowza i and i i don't know about you becky are you a vocal reader um if i am reading something when i'm like drinking and it's what and it's what like if i were like having a glass of wine and reading the ginger thing i would lose like i said something like i was like whoa when the paintbrush <laughs> yeah. scene happened in that one book yeah. like yeah i don't i don't find myself to be vocal but like on occasion i'll be like like that oh i'm extremely vocal i'm an extremely vocal reader Mm -hmm. um and i didn't know this about myself until i was like 13 and i was reading Mm -hmm. twilight eclipse okay friend's house yeah and Mm -hmm. she like looked over at me we were having a sleepover and we were both reading in bed because nerds and um and she's like wow you really like talk a lot while you read huh and i was like what? Uh, <laughs> my life has never been the same. Um, and and so I, I realize as an adult that I, I talk a lot and I yell a lot and mm-hmm. I flail a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading something the other night and I, uh, I, I full on 
Well, I did get a message from my roommates that were like, Abigail, what the fuck is happening over there? Because mm-hmm. I, I absolutely like, I don't, I think I made a noise yes, <laughs> and then, oh no. And then I had to pace around my room for a little bit. And I was like yeah. eight pages into this book. So like, mm-hmm. it was a lot. Um, But I definitely, when I, when I read the ginger scene, I was like, I, I made a noise, mm-hmm. human or otherwise. Yeah. And then I had to like, I, it was like sixty percent of the way through the book. I had I like I, I was like I'm too committed to this at this point. I need mm-hmm. to know what happens. But oh my god. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's gonna stay with me for a while. Oh yeah. Like y- here's the loudest noise I've ever made. Like when I read. Um. So my sister in law. I'm gonna tell a story. Okay. So my okay. sister in law is also a romance reader. So it's like she gets it. We're on the same yeah. wavelength. And so we were flying back from like the families visiting my family and when they lived in Philadelphia and she was watching, I was reading a romance novel. She was watching the movie. Um, what's the one it's with Tony Collette and um, uh, they're possessed. Um, I don't know. Miss like Hollywood. Really Come on. Oh shit. And it was like, um, Oh my God. It's like the thing where she cuts her head off, like in the, you know, that, that movie, the Ari Aster movie. I oh my have, God. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know from film. I watched, okay. you know what I watched recently? Mm-hmm. I watched a Victorian farm show. I watched three seasons of a Victorian <laughs> farm show. That sounds and then, amazing. It's fantastic. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm deeply sexually attracted to one of the men on that show. Great. His name is Peter. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. But I also, the last thing I watched was The Bachelorette and then season one of Survivor. So like, mm-hmm. don't come at me asking me to name movie. I, I ain't no oh for movie. I, I like literally it's on the tip of my tongue anyway. Um, so she like, I, I know what scene she's getting to and the scene happens where Tony Collette is doing something completely grotesque and she goes, <laughs> and, and I start laughing. And then I finish the book I'm reading and it's marketed as a romance novel. It did not have a happily ever after. So it ends. And then I was just like, Wah! and she was like, what? And I was like, this is a romance novel. There's no happily ever after. And she was like, what the fuck? And so like, it was just like these two women just like screaming in their own, like <laughs> on an you airplane, know, no less. <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. That's like when I, when I read Clan of the Cave Bear and mm-hmm. I got, I got like legendarily, I got like 30% of the way through and it mm-hmm. got to some of the darkest shit I have ever read in my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't a romance novel. Yeah. People told me it was romance novel. It's not romance novel. Mm-mm. It's yeah. much sexual assault. Yes. And fucking Amazon child marketplace. Abuse. Yeah. It is Ugh, rid- yeah. like and oh I can't even blame Amazon on this one. Okay. Clan of the mm-hmm. Cave Bear, I was told to me by like three separate people that it was like a sensation in the 80s and then mm-hmm. it was like oh oh yeah that book is like so body it's like so it's a, such a romance oh my god this is yeah there's like so much sex in it i was like fuck it's like got cavemen's i'm sure I was, yeah mm-hmm. i gotta get on that shit of course i'm gonna read some caveman romance are you kidding me <laughs> so i read it and i me and my uh, so one of the few times i've actually conned somebody into reading something for the podcast mm-hmm. v and i were reading it together mm-hmm. and God bless her. She somehow made it through, but we ended up like I had I I had to put it down. I could not finish it. It was so 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 profoundly dark, and yeah. we recorded like one of the least fun episodes of the podcast because we just had to talk about this book that hurt us so profoundly. Yeah. Um. And so then I ended up reading Transcendence by uh, Shay Savage. Have you mm-hmm. read Transcendence? By I Shay have Savage? not. No. 
a caveman romance. Ooh. That's actually a romance. Ooh. Got a little bit of a time slip, except Becky. Yes. It's all from his perspective. Mm-hmm. He is the caveman, uh-huh. and he never learns her language. So they never actually speak for the entire book. That is so bold. That's so bold. It's so bold, and it works. It That's amazing. Works. Like that impresses the shit out of me. Like that. That that's really really impressive. You should read, I gotta this, book. read this book. You would okay. love it. You would love okay. it. It's like it is. It is extremely good. It is like. I blew me out of the water, but it is mm-hmm. what I needed after after Planet of the Cave Bear because like that was yeah. not the caveman romance that I was promised. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask you. Yes. Um, and you have you have one answer to this question. It better be the right answer. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is who is the most fun guest you've had on your podcast? Oh my god, Abigail! Don't even. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> You know the answer. <laughs> you know um, the answer. Yeah, I mean, well, clearly it's clearly it's yourself. <laughs> I love me. Like you I'm are the great. funniest. Yeah. You are the funniest person in the room you're currently in. Oh my goodness! Well, you don't know who's sitting over there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm alone. <laughs> you can't see the shadow creature underneath the bed. That is true. Yeah, you don't know who I'm talking to right now. No, um, they, that's very sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you know, us podcasters have to stick together. Becky. We do, yeah. This Tough is, yeah. There. This is exciting. We, like, there's a. We need to have. I think the podcasters. We, which we, there is a community, but like, yeah. Be nice. Like, it's just like, there's the romance writer community, and there should be the romance podcaster community, which is there. But I think it could be just as strong as the romance writer it's, community. It can. It could be. It's very interesting to. Because I feel like there is an element of, like, competition that doesn't need sure. to be there. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like we're, mm-hmm. there is a certain level of, like, a lot of us are do- covering the same books. That happens sure. all the time. Like, yeah. I don't know how many people have covered freaking Ruby Dixon's books, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, though, that, A, that's, I get it, but also it doesn't need to be there. Because yeah. every romance novel podcast bring something totally different to the table a hundred percent yeah absolutely you do Mm -hmm. something totally different from what i do even though you and i kind of have broadly very similar tones i think it would be but like it is different because like first of all the two of us we're all over the place so like we can review this we would (laughs) i mean that in a hot mess way but also in an amazing way like i feel like if we were reviewing the same book on our shows like the conversations would be vastly different yeah. like one would be about like dinosaur hand jobs and the other one would be about like hippopotamus hand jobs you know <laughs> yes. what i mean vastly well, different i need to know what this book is you're <laughs> thinking of because i need to read it now thank you yeah. very much mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i just think like it is we we could all we could all use we could all we, we could just if we could all just come together a little bit because we're all just we are also i mean in the same way that romance writers deal with the fact that no one really, you know, outside of the genre takes them seriously. And yeah. we're, we're working in a space that is rife with mockery. Yes. Um, we could use a little bit of industry solidarity uh, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, have each other's backs and, and stuff like that. And I think everyone I've met has been very nice. Exactly. Like, we're all very everyone, cool. We're all very nice. Yeah. Problem is, I think we're all really on- socially awkward. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And I think it's being on Twitter. Like, yeah. I really need to get off 
romance like i you know i respect everyone on romance twitter but sometimes like there there are arguments that are worth having and then there are arguments that are not worth having and the ones that aren't worth having and and they end up getting to you and you yeah. end up like feeling hurt or feeling left out like it's just like I, I i try not to focus on that you know and like but yeah it's hard like i i just feel like here here's a here's a community of people who like we all were like made fun of for you know reading what we like we're we're still dismissed and then like when there's people dismissing other people within our little group like it just i don't know like it sucks it it sucks yeah yeah but i think you know it's it's a matter of like somebody has to be the one to reach out first and like mm-hmm. that's up to the extroverts among us yeah Listen, i heavy lift a lot is. of that fam <laughs> yeah. i do i do that a lot i'm i'm just i've just I'm trained to myself to like yeah all right, I'm just going to go into somebody's inbox. Hi, hello, ignore me if you want, but I'm mm-hmm. here. But here's um, the thing, it ends up working out and you end up being really proud of yourself when you do that, right? Kind of. Well, yes. well, you know, I lay awake at night and go like, <laughs> hot damn, Abigail, I can't believe you said that. Listen, some of the emails I have sent, Becky, let me mm-hmm. tell you, legendary, absolutely unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? You got to do it because like, if you don't take the shot, then you never get there. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, what are they gonna, what's the worst they're going to say? No. What's the, the worst they'll do is ignore it. Honestly, I've taken so much rejection. I love that shit. I got high off that shit. Give me that yeah, shit. I want to huff yeah. some of that rejection. We all, like, honestly, yeah, it's fine. Listen, like, I've been rejected for, like, my life's work before. Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Tell me exactly. you don't want to be on my podcast? Okay. I am. I live in Hollywood, and literally every day is a rejection, except for the days I get offered something. You yeah, know what I mean? Right? Like, that's how yeah. it is. Like, you're, when you're in the arts, it's kind of like that. Like, every, every day you're not getting paid or doing something. <laughs> that's a rejection. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, huh? Just like a tacit sort of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. I like, had, nothing's happening. It's a rejection. Man, I've had i've rejected for for writing stuff i've had um twice in a row i actually mm-hmm. had a couple of agents um send me a rejection a full year after i had <laughs> queried them yeah for a of book course. that i like was rewriting it like i was in the middle of rewriting mm-hmm. happened twice in a row mm-hmm. like I am also around Christmas. Like, I've been, yeah. I, you can't kick me in the teeth any more than that person has, man. What are no. you going to do? You got to just yeah. do it. You got to just do it. Yeah. Just, like, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, don't, who cares? And move, like, it, like I think, be hurt. Spend, yes. You know, like, or you know what? I think, don't let other people tell you what to feel, first of all. And yes. then, but second of all, like, I, I feel like, don't let one thing keep you from continuing on i my philosophy is let yourself wallow Mm -hmm. and then keep doing it like i i'm one of those people who like i i like i had a really bad week last week where i was like why the fuck am i doing this it sucks Mm -hmm. everything sucks i feel really bad all the time and then i got my period and i felt better but right yeah (laughs) other than that but but that's the thing like if you have moments like you know, like sometimes, like I'll like think about something shitty that happened. Like I didn't get this job five years ago, right? Yeah, or whatever. And I'm just like, that really sucked. And then I get mad at myself. I'm like, why am I thinking about it now? It's, it's been five years. But then it's just like, you know what? The, it was a five minute feeling that I had that is yeah. now gone. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, what do you? <laughs> you have you have like two options, right? Mm-hmm. You can either quit and do mm-hmm. something different. Yeah. You can either stop and do nothing and just walk into the ocean. Or option. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That is always an option if you want to join with Poseidon. Yes. Um, as we all we all what a beautiful, wish to do. beautiful way of putting it. <laughs> um, or you can just you keep doing it. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of it. And mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel like you're making progress, but you are. Um, yeah. Because the only way to really stop making progress is to stop. Exactly. Um, yeah. Or to mm-hmm. get yourself canceled for talking about grapefruit blowjobs for. Yeah, but just, like, live in the woods for a bit, (laughs) come back Where there are no grapefruits. (laughs) Where there are no grapefruits, think about your actions, come back out. Well, that I'm not going to do, because I live in blissful ignorance of the consequences I wreak across other people's psyches. The amount of psychic Mm -hmm. damage that I cause people, I feel nothing. Good for you, man, because that keeps me up at night. I'm like, oh my god, these poor souls... When I think about the amount of like this, the spread of my viral load of just pure trauma that I give to the people around me, Mm -hmm. it just kind of makes me smile a little bit. Oh oh my God. See that I respect because I, that, that I need that. I'm just like, because when I think about that, I'm like, oh my God, am I toxic? Am I a toxic (laughs) person? What does toxic mean? That has (laughs) never occurred to me. But that's the thing. It's a difference between you. You're just like, you like yeah. know how to be normal and like, I'm so neurotic and overthinking and negative and all Don't that even stuff. call me normal the other day, Becky. I forgot I had a belly button. Okay. Like, don't even, <laughs> don't even trip on it, dog. Like we all got, we all got our crosses to bear. Yeah. Mine I forgot, was, I, forgot I fully forgot maybe. I had a belly button. I thought it was Kyle XY for a minute. <laughs> I remember that. You didn't have a belly button. He was really hot though, wasn't he? Yeah, he's hot because he didn't have. No, I'm kidding. He was just hot in general. <laughs> I mean, are you hotter? Are you ever going to be hotter for lacking an orifice? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Does the like, belly button you... count as an orifice though? Is the mm-hmm. question. Here's the thing. One of these days, I guarantee you, people won't have belly buttons anymore because they'll be grown in like tubes or whatever. Well, here's the deal with that though, Becky. Yeah. That is probably incorrect because sure. even mm-hmm. when we're grown in tubes, right, mm-hmm. we're going to have to have a way to transfer nutrients and oxygen to fetus. But so like, does it have to, could, could it be in your shoulder though? Like, could you have like a shoulder button or something? I think you could probably have a shoulder button. However, the physiology of the fetus is already primed to accept the nutrients through the belly okay. button. Okay, fair point. And the fair umbilical point. cord. So it's probably mm-hmm. just easier. Work smarter, not harder, Becky. Let's think okay. about this. I know, I know. I'm just saying like, Please don't throw out like shit ideas if you know that they're not going to stick. <laughs> Becky, come on. I'm just Be saying, professional like, about if, this. But like what if like there's like a different like transdermal, you know, like nutrient passageways. Oh, uh, what you may I think you mean a nutrient slurry perhaps? Exactly. Yeah, a nutrient slurry. Like who knows? I mean, we won't need belly buttons. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We, You know what? That's true, Becky. We don't mm-hmm. know. It could be one day we could all be raising our children in a bath of nutrient slurry. I yeah. don't think you know. Do you Have you read The Scorpion's Mate, Becky? No, I'm going to. Oh. Nutrient going slurry to. comes from... Scorpion's Mate. It, like, it comes from the, from the dickus. Ooh. It's not... It's not cum, Becky. Okay. It's... It's, it's nutrients. It's nutrients. It's different. I love that. I mean, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Also, the protagonist of that, uh, the female protagonist is, um, she's goth. So that's very oh, that, fun. That's cool. That's really it's very, very fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it. He is actually a scorpion uh, that has been transformed into a man. So cool. Very cool. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Staring into the abyss a little bit, thinking about yeah, my life like, choices. Like, oh yeah, making romance content yeah. is great. Oh god, 
Scorpion boyfriends. This is what I talk about, huh? Exactly. Listen, it's culture. It's important. Um, As you said on on the episode of Too Stupid to Live, Mm -hmm. uh, Ice Planet Barbarians is just as important to literature as Moby Dick. And you know what? It's true. That's a hill I will die on. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, because like you just everything that's out there is important, you know, and yes. like we're just di- just other people are dictating what is and what isn't, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I will, I will. That is a hill I will die on, and um, don't come at me. I was gonna say dick lovers, like don't come at me, <laughs> I, <mostly> dick lovers. <laughs> I um. So to to close out here, mm-hmm. I did have a a uh, a coworker for a long time, mm-hmm. who um, this is. The- I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but one time, as a brief aside here, mm-hmm. to give some context to this coworker, mm-hmm. I was writing short stories and I had an idea for um, a sci-fi short story, mm-hmm. and that was actually set on a space station. Mm-hmm. And I got really excited, and I told my coworker about it. Um, and she looked me dead in the eye and said, "Do you have anywhere near the science training to <laughs> write that well?" <laughs> and I went, "Hoop." I guess I will never speak of my writings to you again, madam. Yeah. Just yeah. fully, just cut me to the quick. Um, so that's that's this person. But mm-hmm. every year in San Francisco, there was this big event where, like, um, it was a Moby Dick readathon that, mm-hmm. like, happened. It was this huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. it's we have a lot of, like, literary things happening in San Francisco all the time. But, like, right. or mm-hmm. at least we did. Um, but this was, like, part of it where, like, people would get up and read whole sections. And it was, like, you'd go to different bars and stuff. Like, that it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't call it a dick off, but they should have. <laughs> um, and and every year she went to it and she would go up on stage and she would read whole passages of it because she loved Moby Dick mm-hmm. so much. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying to you now, Becky, is I think we should start a movement of reading Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarians aloud <laughs> on the streets. I think so. Here's the thing. Like, of course, we should do it. Like, once, like, COVID's over, which, who knows. But, like, we'll have, like, cabaret nights and we'll, like, read you know, go pub hopping or whatever it's called. Read different parts of Ice Ice Planet Barbarians. I think that's great. I think that there's no way that could go wrong even a little. We'll be converting so many new readers. Yeah. Ha- let's, I will just say, having her special edition in the bookshop has been quite the trip for me. Seeing people... <gasps> really? What is that like? Are people, it's... like, coming in and buying it and, like, excited? It's... It's... Well, I've sold it for sure, but yeah. I, I've hand sold it to people. Mm-hmm. No, what has happened several times now is because because of who I am, I have put it at the front of the store with okay. all my staff picks. And I'm like, yeah. yes, hello, buy this book. Amazing. I love um, it. Because, you know. Um, but uh, what happens is because of the cover, mm-hmm. it's a very beautiful illustration. It's cover. it's really pretty. I saw the cover. It's, it's really nice. great. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. really great. Um, is that people people pick it up who maybe shouldn't be like this young this young boy right. who sure. picked it up mm-hmm. and his dad was like what do you got and he's like well, i really want to get this book looks about aliens and then his dad turns it over and literally standing right in front of the desk is talking and reading the copy on the back out loud and goes and this this romance with wait what is this and i'm like um excuse me who's that for and he's like he just points to his son who's maybe eight and i'm like 
nah. <laughs> nah. That's great. I don't think so. Also overheard some old ladies who like who took a picture of it on display and were like the ice planet of the barbarians. <laughs> that looks fantastic. I'm going to come back for that when I've got my voucher. <laughs> so, that's my life. I love it. Joy. I bet you she'll love it. Yeah, it's well, here's the thing. Good on Ruby for having a description on the back of the book. Yes. And someone reading it. Oh, man. Well, speaking of art, this has been a podcast. This has been. Oh my god. I know I feel like I like I we went all over the place, but this was so much fun. Yeah. I listened. That was the point. I knew we were just going to yes. talk. We were just going to yeah. have fun, talk about the books we exactly. read and the things we do and like being a podcaster. And, and basically, mm-hmm. I think we summed it up is it's really weird. It's really weird. This yeah, place, totally. This place we're existing in. Yeah, it's weird, but it's amazing. Like, it's yeah. weird and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, I think, you know, you and I approach the romance novel or I guess because, you know, we both cover other things as well. I think we talk about mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on our podcast, right? Like right. romance mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. talking about it you and i have very broadly the same ethos which is like read what you like and talk about what you like and yeah. have fun and laugh at the weird things mm-hmm. but generally be cool and yeah. be nice mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i and i you know i think that's that's really cool it's like we're you know you're trying to do something really positive and you're reading a bunch of really silly shit which i love mm-hmm. um and that's just like that's awesome man yeah. like I, it's and- great Exactly. Even with the silliest shit, there's good shit in there. You know, like yes. you really, you'll remember something, and it's like there's a reason why you'll remember it. You know, and cause it's good. I'll never forget <laughs> unwrapping his package. <laughs> me neither. When you sent that to me, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I will. Thank you very much. Exactly. And like, it's like, I will never forget someone saying, I can smell your virginity from across the way. Like, we're, you, we are going to remember that line for the rest yeah. of our lives. Yeah. For and that's because that book is like good. <laughs> it is. It is impressive in the literal sense. It, exactly. Yeah. And like, of course like it's like that author did what the like was what they're supposed to do and now here we are we read it we did we she got paid we read her words and like mm-hmm. a, a, like mission accomplished you know yeah i think there's you know what uh all press is good press baby so, I, yeah mm-hmm. you know? yeah <laughs> and we we had a great time and that's kind of all you can ask for exactly yeah so Becky, if yes. people want to have a good time, where mm. should they find you? Hello. If you want to have a good time. Um, TSTLpodcast.com, Too Stupid to Live, is a podcast. It's on the Frolic Podcast Network. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, like, listen, I would love to have you guys listen. Um, yeah. It's That'd be great. If y'all like Kingdom of Thirst, you'll like Too Stupid to Live. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Wait, let me just say, if you like Kingdom of Thirst, then kind of like, you're like, oh, I need to like listen to something way dumber. <laughs> listen to Too Stupid to Live. Same, same points made in a dumber way, though. The bar is so low, Becky. Don't do that to oh, yourself. come on. Okay, fine. If you want it, like something that's like, let's see what an idiot would say about this no i'm kidding i'm not an idiot <laughs> no they're gonna be like oh 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 yeah no i i know i listen to abigail i know what an idiot sounds like Don't exactly yeah yeah if you want to listen to a different idiot how's that <laughs> we're like oh we're like we're, we're like worst. idiot siblings we're idiot adjacent <laughs> exactly yeah there's so many idiots out there guys like you know just like if you wanted to listen to a different kind of idiot at least we're idiots clothes. who can crack jokes and who like romance novels and that's exactly. kind of all you can ask yeah. for yeah yeah it's, per- it's a perfect combination 
Yeah. So y'all should definitely check that out, man. I mean, uh, where else can they find you? Do you do, you yeah. do socials? I, I am on the socials. Um, the TSTL podcast on all the on Twitter and Instagram. And then also my personal is Beckles212 on Twitter and Instagram as well. I don't like the mouth yeah. feel of Beckles. You don't? Beckles? Beckles. Okay. All right. I mean, it's okay. I, I think we it, both have to live with that. Now, I, yeah, between like, us, I mean, listen, if this is going to be the crack di- of the foundation of our marriage, Becky, exactly. I think this is the first time we disagreed on something <laughs> and it's going to be OK. I don't know about that. Yeah. I Can know. you get past a bad mouth feel? That's grounds for divorce. It, it, I guess it is. Yeah. Judge, you had a bad mouth feel. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't like her Twitter handle. It doesn't feel good in my mouth. Like, oh, well, they're breaking up for irreconcilable differences. And bad mouth feel. Bad mouth feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just terrible. Okay. Well, you should, you should definitely do that. You should follow Becky. Um, and you should uh, listen to her absolutely dank and stinky jokes. They're fantastic. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh my god, we got to do this again. We have to do yes. uh, another crossover or cross under or inter. Double it's just going to become yeah. a braid at a certain point. It's going to exactly. become a, as the British say, a plat. Exactly. It'll be a plat, but we're going to double cross each other again and again. We're going to continue to double cross each other. It's just going to be like a like all of the James Bonds. Like we're 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 just it's just going to be the same plot over and over and over again of us yeah. going after each other. It's going to be great. But it's going to be it's going to be delightful though. Which one of us is Goldfinger? Uh, good question. <laughs> Find Best. out next time. <laughs> Not, on the next cross, on the next <laughs> double cross. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta do my fucking pluggables. Y'all know where to find me, man. It's just, you find me at Kingdom Thirst everywhere except for the places that I'm not. Abigail K. Kelly on Twitter. Don't, okay, there's been a series of people following my old Instagram account on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Instagram. Listen, y'all. There is an Abigail K. Kelly, and that is me. I'm keeping that. I'm squatting on that username because I've had that for years. Um, but it there's nothing there. There's nothing for you there. A, it's privated, and B, what is on there is just, like, old stuff from art school that you don't care about. Um, or maybe you do, but I don't care what you care about because you are faceless to me. But... You can't follow me at Works by Abigail. I don't post there either. Just follow me at Kingdom Thirst, y'all. Please. Um, but uh, you can follow, find me in all the usual places. You can email me at kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. Um, you can also join our Discord. Links below. You can send me shit to my P.O. box now because I'm a fancy lad. Yes. Um, and then I went and checked it the other day. There was nothing in there, but I tell you what, me going there and checking in, I felt very professional. Um, there, it turns out, Becky, by the way, that our mm-hmm. P.O. box was once owned by a, a now defunct record label. So Cool. I am so, like, I, if, I'm so impressed that you have a P.O. box. Can't believe it. Thank you. I co-own it with my friend Fred. <laughs> It's it's a it's a unique partnership. Um, Love it. But he gets way more things in it than I do, which is to say I haven't gotten anything in it yet. But like mm-hmm, he gets mm-hmm. stuff. So um, also I have stuff out currently now for for readables. Um, I have the novella, which is a prequel to my novel, which is coming out. Uh, Concerts Glory. Um, it's I'm trying to think timing wise. This is coming out 
not this coming week, but the following week. So exciting and congratulations. Thank you. Um, So there's like a a lot of stuff happening, but I'm doing basically a mini serial, which is coming out week by week until the launch of Consort's Glory, which is going to be a bigger serial. Um, So you can read that now. You can read the first chapter for free at patreon.com slash works by Abigail. It's got a grumpy forest ranger demon and a uh, changeling fey woman who's been trapped in a jar for a year who got a degree in communications and she's really mad about it. Mm -hmm. Like there's two murders. (laughs) A pizza and a cross-country road trip. It's great. (laughs) You're welcome. Also an eldritch-like sort of uh, shadow demon man. Don't worry about it. It's all it all works out. Don't worry about it, y'all. So you know, go check that out. And otherwise, that's it. That's the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Go go listen to Too Stupid to Live. You've probably listened to all these episodes. You've better fucking listen to all these episodes. Then, then you can go. Then you can go check out Becky's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. Yay! Bye! Oh, God. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.